0: Welcome to the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I am Dale Lally, uh, your host, and uh, we're going to be talking Steelers here for the next uh, several minutes here. Uh, Of course, the Steelers now a week out from the NFL draft. And, you know, a a lot of people uh, looking at this draft and saying, well, you know, I like the Kenny Pickett pick and they did well with the wide receivers and we'll see what about the Marvin Leal. Everybody's questioning the Connor Hayward pick in the sixth round. And. I don't know that I get the questions about that pick because they didn't take Connor Hayward simply because he is Cam Hayward's brother. That's not the way the Steelers operate. Yes. I know they have some brothers on there. That's a, it's, it's certainly something that is a bonus for a guy Uh that, that you know, Hey, we got the, got the brother there. So you know a little bit more about that guy than you would maybe in someone else. So you have a, You know their upbringing, you know their background, those kind of things. I get it. But the Steelers didn't draft Connor Hayward in the sixth round simply because he is Cam Hayward's brother. Not the case. They have a plan for Connor Hayward. And I know people are going to look at that and say, well, the plan would be to, to replace Derek Watt. I don't think that's the case either. I think the way the Steelers are looking at this is there's a good chance that both of those guys are on the roster in 2022. And here's why. When the Steelers sent one of their coaches out to talk about the Connor Hayward pick after, after they had selected him, they sent out their tight ends coach. They didn't send out a running, the running backs coach. They didn't send out, well, they don't have a fullback coach, but they sent out their, run, their tight ends coach because they see Connor Hayward fitting in right away as a tight end. And so, when you start looking at how Connor Hayward can make this roster, look at him as a tight end. That's what he played in college. Now, I get it. He's undersized to play tight end in the NFL. He's 5'11", 233 pounds. But he can do a lot of tight end stuff. If you watch the tape of Connor Hayward at Michigan State, you'll see a guy who played a lot of different positions. He was a running back. He was a tight end even lined up outside the numbers as a wide receiver at times, things like that. Um, You know, so he can do a lot of different things. So the battle for Connor Hayward to make the roster, in my opinion, is not with Derek Watt. The battle for Connor Hayward to make the roster is with Kevin Rader and Jay Sternberger. That's what you're looking at. So can he be their number three tight end behind Pat Firemuth and Zach Gentry? Absolutely. especially. Because the number, the main job of the number three tight end is to play special teams, and so that's what you're looking at there. You're looking at a, at a guy who can he play? Can a, is he a better special teams player than Kevin Rader or Jay Sternberger? Well, Rader's pretty decent at it. He's got a, a you know a, at least a bit of a tracker. There, Sternberger has none. Sternberger was a third round pick as a receiving tight end by the Green Bay Packers. So Hayward already has a leg up on those. He's a football player, first and foremost. So that's how you got to look at this. If he makes your roster better, you take him. It's no different than the situation with Kenny Pickett taking Kenny Pickett in the first round. doesn't mean that they don't like Mitchell Trubisky. They like Mitchell Trubisky or they wouldn't have signed him. What they did was they increased or they improved the person who is going to be battling with Mitchell Trubisky for the number one job, for the starting job. It would have been Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky fighting for the number one job. Now, instead, it's going to be Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky fighting for the number one job. They feel like Pickett is the better prospect. So that's what you have to look for. Look at That's how you have to look at that. People have also asked a lot, well, why did they take Chris Alotekun in the seventh round? Why take a, another quarterback after you already took one in the first round? That's exactly why you had to take another quarterback in the seventh round. They only had three on the roster, folks. They were going to take four to camp no matter what. A lot of kind of essentially replaces Dwayne Haskins on your roster. They would have been more than happy to take Dwayne Haskins to camp as their number four quarterback. And potentially, he beats out Mason Rudolph for the three spot. That would have been the battle. And it probably would have come down potentially to money there. Um, In this situation, with the Steelers having signed a quarterback and then also drafted one in the first round, if you were an undrafted rookie free agent quarterback, are you going to want to sign with the Steelers? I realize there's only so many of those jobs out there, but you're probably going to have other offers. So they would have been scraping the bottom of the barrel to get a quarterback to come in and be their number four guy. And in that situation, let's say you got the 19th best undrafted rookie free agent quarterback. Okay. Has he ever lined up under center before? Then you got. if he hasn't, you're going to have to teach him how to do that. Does he understand the concept of a pro offense? If he doesn't, you're going to have to teach him how to do that. And that's time that you can't afford to spend on a rookie quarterback, an undrafted rookie quarterback. When they've got to spend so much of their time getting Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett ready to start the season. They can't be spending a lot of time with an undrafted rookie quarterback, showing him how to take a center snap exchange, teaching him how to read a defense. They needed somebody that could step in and perhaps do that right now. And a lot of confidence that mold. He's been, he played with three different colleges and played right away. So he's obviously a pretty smart guy. And so they saw something there that was more, that, that was better, a, a better fit than, say, taking an offensive lineman with the 241st pick. Was that offensive lineman pr- likely to make the team? Probably not. Because when you look at, the, you know, the, what they have on the offensive line, they've got 11 guys on their roster right now who've played NFL snaps. Maybe 12, it might be 12, 12 guys who played NFL snaps. So, is an undrafted rookie free agent or seventh-round pick on the offensive line, going to make your final roster probably not. So you take the guy who's going to, to provide you with the most beneficial uh, things to make that work, and if that means hey, your your coaching staff doesn't, have, your your quarterbacks coach, your offensive coordinator don't have to show your 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 undrafted rookie free agent quarterback how to line up and take a snap or how to properly, you know, lead, a you know, throwing an out and things of that nature, do a seven-step drop, all those things. Then that's that's time that's better spent on the guys who are going to be your starting quarterbacks. That's why they took Chris Alotico in the seventh round. They didn't want to waste a bunch of their time working with a guy who probably isn't going to make your roster. The other benefit of that is, well, now you're, you know, you get a better look at your end of the roster, receivers. Again, if you get some some guy there who who really just isn't very good, are you really getting a look at those, you know, end of the roster receivers? Those tight ends. Can you get your offense lined up properly? Uh, you know, is he dropping uh, snaps all the time? Nothing drives coaches more crazy than those kind of things. If you can't execute the offense, because it affects everybody else around them. That's why that position is so important. So that's why they use a seventh-round pick on another quarterback. So they could get those things done. Make sure they got those things done. Make sure you get the looks at your offense that you need to get done. And, and, and you need things you need to see from your offense when you're in those training camp-like situations. So, um, you know, I, I think the – people sometimes overthink these sixth to seventh round draft picks today in the NFL. They don't often make it. That's just the reality of the situation. I mean, there yes, there are the Tom Brady's and Antonio Brown's and Brett Kiesel's that, that those guys are the outliers. They're absolutely 100% the outliers. So go ahead. You take the quarterback there. If he doesn't make your roster, it's not the end of the world. If he makes it onto your practice squad. Great. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so I look at that and I don't have a problem with the Steelers doing that. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what the Steelers still need to get done. Now that the draft is over. I wrote about it this week on DK We'll talk about it right after this. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Um, I mentioned that before the break that the, the Steelers roster, while looking better now than it did a week and a half ago before the draft, uh, still has a, a couple of holes that, that I would like to see get filled here. Um, you know, and I'm looking at running back. I'd like to see perhaps maybe an upgrade there at the uh, at the running back position. The Steelers did sign Mateo Durant and Jalen Warren as undrafted rookie free agents after the draft. Durant's interesting. Um, you know, he's a 4-3-8 guy, rushed for 2,200 yards at at, uh, at Duke. Um, you know, but can he really be a guy that pushes Benny Snell or Anthony McFarland off the roster? Well, we'll see. I mean, that's what, that's what training camp is for. And that's a position where you can find those guys. But to me, I'd rather see... I'd rather see them go out and get a veteran guy. Um, You know, I I honestly think that you need something better behind Najee Harris. And, you know, Benny Snell's a good special teams player. He's a capable running back. He's not going to scare anybody. Um, He can get you in and out of a game. Maybe you win a game with him at running back, uh, but it's not going to be easy. Anthony McFarland, to me, is a complete... Question mark. I don't know. I don't know what he is. They had a plan for him last year in training camp. They were lining at, you know, having him on the field at the same time as Najee Harris. You'd see them both split out wide and one of them would motion into the backfield. Didn't know which one it would be. There's a value there, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Some of that's his own fault. I think he might be the only guy on the roster from last year that was still unvaccinated. And we saw he missed games during the season because of that. Also had a knee issue. That's been the, 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 you know, that's been the problem for him throughout his career. So I'd I'd like to see them at least bring in some competition for him and and make that a veteran guy. They're not going to cost you much. Melvin Gordon signed last week to return to the Broncos. He was the best running back on the market. He got $2.5 million. That's nothing. So the Steelers could make a move like that. You know, I I could see a guy like a Tariq Cohen, who has a lot of the same traits as Anthony McFarlane, is a much better receiver, much more proven for that matter. Philip Lindsay's another guy, and, and he would maybe be a perfect guy because he can even be your lead back. He's done that before in his career. He's been to a Pro Bowl. He's rushed for a thousand yards. I'd take a shot at one of those guys. What do you have to lose? You can't count on Najee Harris to have between 300 and 400 touches again this year and and stay healthy for all 17 games. That's probably pressing your luck a little bit there. But honestly, that's the only spot on offense where I would look to add a guy. Unless there's you know some offensive lineman that gets cut that you weren't expecting and you'd have to be an upgrade, not over your starters, but at least over your backups. Could you find an offensive tackle better than Joe Haig? Yeah, I think you probably might be able to find somebody who could do things better than that, or John Leglu, or J.C. Hassenauer. You know, a lot of these guys that they have, Chaz Green. Uh, you know, some of these end of the roster offensive linemen that they have. Yeah, you could find some guys that might be better than that. The other position I would look at might be cornerback, and that might be surprising to some people. Why not? Why not outside linebacker? Well, Janard Avery. Plays outside linebacker, and has done it at a you know consistent level in the NFL. He can play inside or outside. I think you'll see him outside. Uh, you know to start the season, at least to start training camp. They'll get him worked in there, and he can give you some pass rushes off the edge. You also have John Simon on the roster, and this is a guy. He's 32 years old. He's been around the block a few times. but He started a bunch of games in the NFL. He's got more than 20 career sacks. Again, can get you in and out of games. It's not great. And then you still have Derek Tuska on the on the roster as well. And I think there's some upside there with Tuska. I think he's just scratching the surface there. So they got some possibilities there. They they signed Tyree Johnson as an undrafted free agent as well at that position. So I think they might be okay there. Obviously, if TJ Watt goes down, you're not replacing him anyways. Not with anybody of any kind of note, of, you know, who's, who's going to be anything close to TJ Watt. A cornerback to me, I look at and, and I you know it's Cam Sutton, Arthur Millette, um, Akella Weatherspoon, Trey Norwood, Justin Lane. Uh, you know it, it's it's a position right now. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't know what they have there now. Of course, they all, they also signed uh, the kid out of uh, Buffalo, Wallace. But most of those guys are only signed through the end of this year. I wouldn't mind having just a little bit more depth there. I don't want an injury to happen, and I have to start Justin Lane. Now, maybe Justin Lane breaks out this year. He was a third round draft pick for a reason. There was first round buzz around him in, in 2019. It hasn't worked out that way. But I, you know, I just look at it, and, and to me, I don't know if you can be good enough there. Uh, you know, James Pierre. Can he take a step forward this year after taking a step back last year? Is Levi Wallace really the answer for you? I don't know. I don't know. Would you like to have a better nickel corner? Do you want to have to bump Cam Sutton inside again? Is that guy Arthur Millette? I don't know. Now I do think it could be Demonte KZ. And no, folks, I, I, I've heard on <laughs> people have asked me about this, Demonte KZ. Is not a replacement for Terrell Edmonds. There won't be a competition there. DeMonte KZ is a little dude. He's 185 pounds. He's not going, he's not going to be lining up and playing strong safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's not happening. Terrell Edmonds will be the Steelers starting strong safety. KZ could be in the slot, though. He could be a potential backup to make a Fitzpatrick that you didn't have with some more speed and ball skills than Trey Norwood. I thought Norwood got exposed last year when he had to play free safety. So that's what you're looking at there. So I would at least consider bringing Joe Hayden back. Why not? Brings leadership back to your locker room. You know who he is. And maybe don't think they don't think he can start. I don't know. Uh, but they started them all last year, and they continue to start him over Akella Witherspoon, the guy they signed to come back. Maybe they think Hayden's lost a step. Maybe they think Witherspoon's the guy. But I'd still like to have more depth there. You know, those guys miss miss time here and there. Pull a hamstring. Pull a groin. Get a concussion. All kinds of things that can happen. And I'd like to be better at that position. That's my thoughts on the whole thing. Leave your thoughts here on, on the site. Um, let us know if you like the show let us you know if you don't like the show let me know that too i'm a big boy i can take it <laughs> um but also listen to all of our other shows you can get us on, on apple spotify wherever wherever you want to listen to the shows we appreciate it steelers will be starting the main portion of their otas next week as they cruise into rookie minicamp as well and then of course it'll be time for regular mini camp at the start of june uh, things are starting to heat up here can't wait uh, the 2022 season awaits. We'll get you all that here, and we'll keep getting you all the information on DK Pittsburgh sports. Uh, but for now, I'm Dale Lally. I thank you for listening to The Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network.